National coverage of America's greatest sport. Join us for bi-weekly episodes throughout the season, and remember to subscribe and rate or review the show wherever you get your podcast. If you would like to contact the show, please email us at ultimatecfbpod at gmail.com or via Twitter at cfb underscore ultimate. Welcome to our debut of Season 2 of the Ultimate College Football Podcast. We're excited to have you back on board as we look forward to the 2023 college football season. Throughout the summer months, we will be preparing you for the fall season with conference previews for all 10 FBS conferences, as well as episodes looking ahead to some of the biggest games from each conference, both non-conference and conference games. And that's where we're going to begin, is we're going to First, look at the biggest games from each conference, and then we're going to get into our conference previews before our final episode before the season, where we will give our season predictions. And then after that, the college football season will begin, and the rest of our episodes will be preview episodes and then recap review episodes of each college football weekend. So the way we're going to do this is we're going to go through each conference in alphabetical order, which means we are starting with the ACC, and we're going to take five non-conference games and five conference games for each of these conferences. So starting with non-conference games, we are going to count our way from five to number one, what I think is the biggest game in the non-conference for the ACC this year. So starting off, at number five, I selected Notre Dame hosting Pittsburgh. Now, Notre Dame having an agreement with the ACC, they play a lot of ACC opponents each year, including this year. So it made it a little bit tricky uh, to determine what Notre Dame games to include. They have games against Duke, NC State, and Louisville that could all potentially be interesting, but I decided to land on the Pittsburgh-Notre Dame game to include in my list, in part because it is a historic rivalry game. These two teams usually met annually now. It's uh, pretty regular, but it's not an annual game. But I do think this has a chance to be a pretty big game for the ACC. A Notre Dame should be, at the very least, respectable. Uh, last year, a little bit disappointing, but still found their way into the rankings. We're a competitive football team, and they should be, at the very least, something similar this year. Potentially could take a step forward in Marcus Freeman's first season, but regardless, this would be a very respectable win for the conference. And Pittsburgh is a program that, while they haven't reached the highs of a Clemson, they have still been very competitive under Pat Narduzzi. And I think even though they aren't getting a lot of hype this season, they are a team that certainly should finish near the top of the standings. And don't be surprised if in the second half of the season, we are looking at Pittsburgh as a team that potentially could be in the hunt for an ACC championship game berth. They did win the conference as recently as 2021, and I think they have the makings to be a very competitive or at least high-level ACC team. They are probably behind some of the hard hitters in the conference, like a Clemson and Florida State, which are both uh, having a lot of hype entering the season. So it's definitely an uphill battle for Pittsburgh, but they're going to be a good football team in the ACC. 
And this is a big opportunity at the end of October for them to get a signature non-conference win in this rivalry game and hope uh, gain some respect for the conference. So uh, that's part of the reason why I picked this game instead of some of the other Notre Dame ACC games. I think this one's probably the most interesting with the rivalry component, and I think Pittsburgh definitely could make this one interesting in South Bend. Next up, I've got South Carolina and North Carolina. This is a week one game and a neutral site game in Charlotte, North Carolina. Carolina, two teams that are not annual opponents, but they do play from time to time, is kind of considered a rivalry game, so it's definitely going to be an exciting way to open up the season, and anytime you have an opportunity uh, from the ACC's perspective to play an SEC team and potentially beat them, that certainly is a big win for the conference. The SEC just has a lot of respect uh, that they have earned throughout the years, so even though South Carolina isn't exactly one of the uh, top teams in the conference per se, it's would be a really nice win for a North Carolina team that is coming off of an ACC championship game appearance last year. They're hoping to potentially make another run at the conference title this season. So if you have one of your stronger teams lose to kind of a middle-of-the-pack SEC team, that definitely is going to hurt your reputation uh, going forward into the rest of the season and something that could be used against you. So I do think this would be a big win for North Carolina. And maybe it's going to be a matchup between two ranked teams, South Carolina did after all win eight games last season and if they can take a, another step forward in Shane Beamer's third year they're a team that could challenge up to nine maybe even ten wins depending how the season goes now if they do win that many games it's probably in part because they win these type of games against a team like North Carolina so it's going to be a big game for both teams a fun way to open up the season and also a pretty interesting quarterback battle uh, Spencer Rattler of course his career has not gone the way that many anticipated, but he certainly is still a fairly big name when you look at how long he has been in college football and the teams he has played for. He, of course, was uh, the top quarterback in his recruiting class, and he is hoping to really uh, move upwards and potentially make a run at the NFL. I'm sure he's hoping to go pro after this season, and he is going to be going up against, in this game, Drake May, who had a fantastic freshman year a season ago, and a lot of people think he is one of the best quarterbacks in the nation just behind Caleb Williams. A lot of pro scouts are very excited about him. He's got a shot to be a very high, probably as high as number two draft pick in the upcoming NFL draft. So this is a pretty fun quarterback battle. Drake made one of the top QBs in the nation, Spencer Rattler. Many believed back in time he had that potential, and we'll see if he can finally break through. But it is going to be a pretty cool quarterback duel there in week one between those two programs, and two programs geographically very close and a very important game for the fan bases. So that's going to be a fun one there uh, between North Carolina and South Carolina in week one. That brings us to our third game, Clemson at South Carolina. Every year, of course, you have these annual in-state rivalries played Thanksgiving weekend between the SEC and ACC. One of them is, of course, this in-state rivalry between the Gamecocks and Tigers, and I think this is the biggest of those four in-state rivalry games we have each year with Florida-Florida State. This one, of course, as well as Louisville-Kentucky and Georgia-Georgia Tech. A lot of those other rivalries aren't really at their height right now because some of them are rather lopsided and not that long long ago, you would say the same about Clemson, South Carolina, but after a long drought, the Gamecocks did finally break through last season and upset Clemson in the Valley. 
Now they are hosting the Tigers and hoping to win their first game in Columbia against Clemson since the Steve Spurrier era. With this game being played Thanksgiving weekend, we are certainly going to know uh, where these teams are standing nationally by the time this game is played. But it wouldn't surprise me if for Clemson there were some playoff implications. Uh, kind of like last year, their playoff hopes are ended with an upset loss to South Carolina. South Carolina, I think, would potentially have the opportunity to do something similar this season. And if the Gamecocks can take that step forward this year, when you look at the SEC East outside of Georgia, who certainly has solidified their spot atop the standings of that division, it is fairly wide open after that. South Carolina could be in play for maybe a second place finish. And if they win some of these big non-conference games, they could potentially be playing for a berth in a signature New Year Six type bowl game. So I do think this game has a chance to be pretty high stakes for both teams when it is played. And always these rivalry games are very appetizing for college football fans. Lots of passion uh, with the fan bases. Always just some of the best football you can watch each season are some of these type of games. And I would expect that a home game for South Carolina, uh, the opportunity to knock off Clemson, maybe propel yourself into a big uh, bowl game yourself. It should be, I think, a pretty big game. So I think it is one of the better ACC non-conference games from a preseason perspective, at least. And I have this one coming at number three. And to me, of these annual ACC-SEC matchups, I think this one is the game that looks the most appealing from the preseason at the very least. The second biggest non-conference game involving the ACC this season, I have Notre Dame at Clemson. As I said earlier, Clemson has a lot of, or I should say Notre Dame, they have a lot of games against ACC opponents, and all of them certainly, or at least many of them, have the chance to be pretty compelling, or at least interesting, but it's hard to really uh, decipher which one is necessarily going to rise above the rest and be a really signature game for the conference. The one exception to that is Clemson-Notre Dame. These two have played a lot of big games in recent years, played each other in the playoff. Uh, there was a time where they actually played in the ACC championship game due to COVID and Notre Dame having a one-year stay as a actual football member of the ACC. So quite a bit of recent history between the two. Most of these games have been dominated by Clemson, but just last year, Notre Dame uh, beat Clemson decisively in South Bend. They have won two of the last three between these two as Clemson lost the regular season matchup to Notre Dame in 2020 when both made it to the playoff. So the series has changed a little in Notre Dame's favor and for Clemson it's one of their biggest games of the season a big uh, signature opportunity for them to build up some of their strength of schedule because the ACC is not expected and hasn't in recent years been one of the stronger conferences in the nation so these type of games are probably even more important uh, because if you lose them you are are going to be reliant upon other teams and stronger conferences to lose in order to make your way uh, back up the rankings. So a really big game for Clemson, opportunity to pad their strength of schedule a little bit, have a signature win. It is a early November game, so uh, we'll see how both teams are. Uh, we'll certainly have a really good idea of where these teams are standing nationally, but at the very least, I would expect uh, Clemson to certainly be in the playoff mix. And Notre Dame, they have some pretty big games of themselves earlier in the season like in Ohio State and the USC. So if Notre Dame wins some of these, it could be a, one of the bigger games of the season, potentially. So this is a really 
big game uh, for the conference in Death Valley early November. Hopefully, it is a game that lives up to its potential, at least from the preseason perspective. Uh, this could be one of the bigger non-conference games of the year, and certainly one of the biggest for the ACC. It does not, however, in my opinion, rank as number one. I think the biggest game for the ACC in the non-conference, and I think from a preseason perspective, this is actually the biggest non-conference game of the season, and it is being played Sunday night in week one, and that is Florida State and LSU in Orlando, Florida. For whatever reason, these two did not play a home-and-home -home, uh, series. They played last season a neutral site in New Orleans, and now this year in Orlando. So two neutral site games. Each neutral site game uh, certainly geographically heavily favors uh, one school, so this time it's closer to Florida State. Second straight year they're playing. Last year they also opened the season in that uh, Sunday night week one time slot, so it's kind of a repeat from last year. And if you remember last year, while that game didn't have a ton of hype as far as the expectation and neither team was expected to be particularly good and they both kind of overachieved Florida State won 10 games and LSU played in the SEC championship game so in hindsight it actually was a game between two very good football teams but at the time it was more just kind of an exciting matchup between two tradition rich programs and a game that ended up being one of the better games of the season if you recall Florida State had a pretty big lead LSU came back at the end, looked like they were going to tie it, but they missed the extra point on the last play of the game, so Florida State won by one point. It was a bonkers game. Hopefully, we have something similar this year in Orlando. Outside of that, though, when you just look on paper, this game has really uh, significant implications for the playoff race. For LSU, they, of course, play in the SEC West. Uh, playing that schedule gives you a lot of difficult games, and it makes this game really important for LSU because if you lose against Florida State, in all likelihood, you're probably going to have to run the table in order to make it to the playoff. That means you can't afford a loss to any of those SEC West teams, whether it be A&M, Arkansas, Ole Miss. You go down the list. They also have crossed divisional games against teams like Florida. So it would put a lot of pressure on LSU, not to mention a road game against Alabama and Tuscaloosa. And if you get through all of that, then an SEC championship game against the team, probably uh, Georgia. So it would be just a very difficult road ahead for LSU if they don't beat Florida State. Still, of course, would really control their own destiny for the playoff, could have a great season still, but it just makes that road to a 14 playoff extremely difficult. If you win this one for LSU, you get a signature win to open up the season. It gives you some uh, bonus points as far as strength of schedule is concerned, and it gives you some cushion room. If you lose in conference play, you could still very likely make it to the playoff. Even if you don't necessarily win your conference, let's say you lose that game against Alabama, but you win the rest of your games, including the Florida State game, uh, LSU certainly would still be in the conversation to make the four-team field. So a really critical game for LSU's hopes. And for Florida State, it's also very important. Uh, the reason's a little bit different. It's for them, rather than just having this really brutal schedule they'd have to navigate. For Florida State, it's kind of the opposite reason. They play in what is uh, perceived, at least, as the weaker ACC, probably will be, one would think, as the season unfolds. 
If you lose this game, you also are going to have to run the table in order to make it to the playoff, but you certainly don't have that surety that running the table would for sure put you in. It probably would, but if you're in a debate with another one-loss SEC team, even if they didn't win the conference, losing to a SEC team in the non-conference play would certainly dean Florida State. So it certainly puts things out of your control if you lose this game. And it also is going to make them that Clemson game in late September played at Clemson and Death Valley, all the more significant if you lose that one as well, then your playoff hopes are officially done. So it puts a lot of pressure on Florida State. The road would be much easier compared to LSU, uh, but they will not be given uh, the same benefit of the doubt, so to speak, because the conference slate is much easier. So it is a really important game for both teams. It's going to play a major role in kind of setting the playoff race, at least early in the year. And I think it is maybe the most impactful non-conference game of the college football season, uh, in my opinion, at least for those reasons. So let's move on now to the top five conference games in the ACC. And starting at number five, we're going to do Clemson at Duke. This is another week one game played Labor Day night. So it's the final game of week one and Duke kind of under the radar this year I don't think they are probably gonna open the season into rankings but you can make a case for Duke to be ranked on a preseason ranking they won nine games a season ago it was a very strong outing for Mike Elko in his debut season with the Blue Devils and they return a lot of players this is a team that should be one of the better teams in the ACC I would think certainly in the top half of the conference and they have a signature game to open up the season. It's at home for Duke, a really rare opportunity for them with all of the eyes of college football looking on them to make a splash. So a pretty big game, I think, for those reasons. Clemson, they're breaking in a new offensive system with Garrett Riley. So having a, a week one challenge like this, it could be a little bit tricky if things aren't all ironed out uh, the way you would like them to be. And that's not necessarily uncommon uh, for early season game, especially going against a Mike Elko defense that is a specialty at a very solid defense in year one for Duke and should in year two as well so will be a challenge for Garrett Riley in his first game as the Clemson OC and Cade Klubnick who had a kind of an up and down season a year ago looked great at times and the limited action that he saw also uh, definitely looked like a rookie particularly in that Orange Bowl loss to Tennessee he now has a full off season uh, of development under his belt but it's also learning a new system uh, with Garrett Riley coming in. So I'm interested to see how this Clemson offense looks in week one. Uh, but regardless, a big game, a uh, tough road game for Clemson, maybe their toughest road game of their ACC slate. Um, we'll have to see. But it's an interesting game, I think, and is worthy of the number five spot on this list. Moving on to number four, we're going to stick with Clemson. They are hosting another North Carolina team in North Carolina. This is a rematch of last year's ACC championship game, North Carolina. They, under Mac Brown, have been great on offense. We already mentioned Drake May, one of the top 
top quarterbacks in the country, and that juggernaut offense uh, presumably is going to be going against a Clemson team that has had elite defenses in the last decade over a very good season ago, should still be very good this season. So that's going to be a fun game in late November, so it is likely to have a pretty big ACC championship game implications for at least one party, uh, probably both. I wouldn't be surprised if for one of these teams, it was a must win in order to make it to the championship game. So certainly a fun game there uh, between those two sides of the ball. It should be noted, uh, Phil Longo, the uh, OC who has been with Mac Brown throughout his tenure here since he returned, he left to go to Wisconsin. So I am presuming that there is an, an offensive dip with Phil Longo gone. Uh, if there is, we'll certainly know by this point in time because it is a late November game, but it has a chance, I think, to be one of the bigger conference games of the season. Moving on at number three, we've got Florida State at Pittsburgh. I think when you look at Pittsburgh's schedule, I think the first half of the schedule is quite manageable. So don't be surprised if come the second half of the season, Pittsburgh has a very strong record, and I think they could enter this game against Florida State here in early November, I believe November 4, in really good position to play their way into the ACC championship game. Now, certainly, uh, they could be one of those teams that are a little bit of a mirage. Their strong record uh, could then be uh, exposed when the schedule uh, heats up a little bit, and this could be one of those kind of exposing games for them. But I think this game, uh, on paper at least, could be a really big game for the conference race. I think Pittsburgh could be right into the hunt here, and hosting a game like this late in the year against a signature program uh, could make for a pretty exciting atmosphere and a big game for the conference. For Florida State, we've already mentioned them some, but they are a team that has fairly high expectations. There's some hype around the Seminoles after their uh, kind of breakout year, if you will, a season ago, winning 10 games, certainly much better than what they've performed in recent years. And they are a team that is expected to challenge Clemson for the ACC crown, could be one of their bigger conference games. And remember, at this point of the year, they will have already played their biggest game, so they're either going to be trying to make up some ground or they're going to be one of the leaders in the conference and they'll be trying to solidify their position atop the league. Uh, next up at number two, I've got Clemson at NC State. This is a fun cross-state rivalry game. Dave Dorn has had a very competitive teams throughout his tenure in Raleigh, and they are a program that is just very consistent year in and year out. They're one of the better teams in the ACC, but they've yet to have that signature breakout year. We'll see if this could be the season. If so, this is a really big game for them. Regardless, I think they are a team that could give Clemson some troubles. They're defensively very stout. That should be the case once again this season, but I'm interested to see how their offenses, they made some moves. They brought in Brennan Arm. Armstrong, who a couple years ago led the nation in passing at Virginia. Last year, he had a pretty miserable season, but it was a new coaching staff and a lot of uh, those players that helped him have those great stats in 2021 are no longer there. So he's getting a fresh start here at NC State, and he is reunited with the same OC that that Virginia team had in Robert Annie. So it could be a pretty fun reunion between those two, and if it goes as well as it has in the past, 
that could help elevate what has been a very consistent Wolfpack team into not just being a good ACC team, but maybe an elite one that is challenging for a spot in the ACC championship game. And they are a team that has played Clemson pretty well throughout the years. They usually lose against Clemson, of course, but there have been some pretty close games between the two. And their last meeting hosted by NC State was a upset victory for the Wolfpack. So I do think they're probably going to enter this game uh, with a lot of confidence. I don't think they're necessarily intimidated by Clemson, and this is an opportunity for them to really make their mark, make a splash in conference play. And for Clemson, probably this lot of the Duke game are their toughest conference road games of the season. So it's going to be a challenge for Clemson, or certainly one of their bigger challenges in their ACC slate. The game that I have as the top ACC conference game of the season is pretty obvious. It's Florida State at Clemson. These two are going to open, I would think, in the preseason top 10. Uh, maybe one of them will be in the top five. At the very least, it's going to be a top 15 matchup, at least uh, from the preseason rankings. It's a game in late September, so Florida State will have already played LSU. Clemson, one would think they enter this game undefeated, but regardless, it's going to be a really big game for the ACC uh, league and their hopes for the playoff. The winner in great position probably to uh, make it to the playoff or at least becomes the conference's uh, main playoff hope or the loser is either eliminated or they're going to have to make up some ground. This could also be a, a preview of the ACC championship because the ACC has gone away with divisions. So the top two teams in the standings play each other in the ACC championship and at least as far as the preseason and odds makers are concerned these two will be expected to meet again come a conference championship weekend in Charlotte, North Carolina so could be a first of two and it is certainly the signature conference game for the ACC you can certainly uh, look at a lot of these matchups and say that they could be pretty interesting and maybe when the time comes for some of them they could be really huge games but there's really only one game in the ACC from the preseason that you can really uh, fully expect to be a nationally huge game and a game that garners a lot of attention and that is this game in Clemson, South Carolina between the Seminoles and the Tigers and the two teams that are being expected from the preseason to potentially challenge uh, for a playoff spot. So that game uh, should be really fun. There's going to be a lot of hype surrounding it. Hopefully it lives up to the expectation. So that is our first episode looking at the biggest games for the 2023 season uh, from each conference. We will do that for each Power 5 conference before diving into our conference previews of all 10 FBS conferences. Next up, we'll do the Big 10. So thank you for listening, and we will see you again next time on the Ultimate College Football Podcast.